from the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School. This is Marketing Matters on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Marketing Matters here on Business Radio, Sirius XM 132. I'm Barbara Kahn, the Patty and J.H. Baker Professor of Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Professor Americus Reed, the Whitney M. Young Jr. Professor of Marketing and the Brand Identity Theorist. Hello, Americus. Hi, Barbara. Happy Wednesday. Now, listen, you know what? I got to let you know that uh, I'm a little bit irritated because this whole <laughs> this whole getting dark at 4.59 Eastern Standard Time has got my circadian rhythm just all screwed up. I'm a mess. I'm. How are you doing with all of this? I hate it, hate it, hate it, hate it. I can't wait. The end of this week, I'm going down to Miami, which, as Ooh. you know, is closer to the equator. Yes. So the days are longer down there. Nice. I really can't stand these short days. Nice, nice, nice. But it's almost over. We're almost at December 21st, and then the days get longer by the minute. <laughs> yes, this is great. And I'm absolutely counting down this uh, spring forward, which hopefully will <laughs> extend things back to some, some, you know, at least modicum of normality. So yeah, excellent. Ahead. Absolutely. Well, today, we're really lucky to have on our holiday edition of hit and miss of the week, Chris Kelly, who's a reporter for marketing dive. Chris, thank you so much for joining me and Americus on our hit and miss segment this week. Thanks so much for having me. So you know how we play the game. What's, you know, news stories of the week, uh, we come up with them and then we all vote on whether they're a hit or a miss. So I have a weird one. I'm not at all sure if it's a hit or a miss, which is always fun. Americans, do you have anything for us this week? You know what? I thought I would just react this week because, oh. you know, I, we were talking a little bit about some of the stuff that I was interested in and that wasn't super exciting, but I want to get to the most exciting stuff first, Barbara, and we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Well then if you don't have one, I got one that is ridiculous, I think, but maybe it's a hit and maybe it's a miss. So I'm curious to hear what Chris and you think about this. So I read actually in Marketing Dive, but not written by Chris, written by his colleague and someone we have on the show a lot, Peter Adams, wrote a story about KFC, mm. who is sending out, they're selling for the third holiday season in a row, a fire log that's inspired by its 11 herbs and spices recipe. Mm. And it's sold exclusively at Walmart for $15.88. But the key this year is that it comes packaged with a QR code. And mm -hmm. when you scan that code, it directs consumers to a webpage where they can enter for a chance to win a three-day, two-night vacation at a secluded Kentucky retreat, which is known <laughs> as the Kentucky Fried Chicken Fire Log Cabin. Uh, and it features four bedrooms, a theater room, built-in bar, pool, Ooh. and hot tub. And I think this is taking experiential marketing to the extreme. Mm. Uh, I was just wondering what your reaction, is this a nutty, crazy idea, or is this inspiration? What's your it, thoughts about that? This is a great point. I mean, I, I think when you first was were describing this, Barbara, uh, it, nutty immediately jumped to my mind. I was, I was trying to, I was searching for, and maybe that's the point I was searching for. What's the connection between burning a log, you know, the, the fire, uh, that whole, you know, mood that's part of obviously the Christmas, um, uh, sort of spirit and Kentucky fried chicken. And I, I was struggling to make that connection, but 
now that you say it, it's kind of like, maybe that's the point. It's like, let's get elaboration likelihood happening here. Let's get people thinking, thinking, thinking. And if they can't quickly come up with the answer, we've got to win because now we've nudged a little bit of this idea into their minds in a priority. So I'm kind of liking it now that I think about it. Um, <laughs> now that well, you've marketed it. <laughs> I know. Right? What, what, what are your thoughts, Chris, on this? Sure. Thing. Yeah. So this one, you know, as, as we said, you know, it's, they've done this log before, but it's this experiment, experiential element that's new. I will say we've had the log in the office previous holidays. Oh, really? It's very distinct smelling. Wow. You take that as you will. Um, but, you know, <laughs> well, wait, wait a second, Chris, when you, so let me, let, let me, let me, let me test the hypothesis. Does the log sure. remind you of the chicken? Does it smell like the chicken actually? Does it make you think about being in the restaurant and the chicken is frying up and you're smelling the herbs and spices or it's something completely different? I would say it's a little different. It, it, you know, it makes me want to go to KFC so that maybe I'm not smelling that log as much. Um, where I can smell that, <laughs> that fresh uh, chicken frying. Um, but, you know, this, this cabin, is, you know, it's something that KFC has experimented with in the past, you know, especially uh, during COVID, um, you know, doing experiential that, that takes, you know, out of uh, crowded areas, out of in-person and mm, really putting mm-hmm. it somewhere else. So mm. they, they did a hotel in London earlier this year. And then this one, you know, really stays true to their brand, gets you to the, gets you to Kentucky, gets you with the full, mm. you know, KFC experience. I believe there's a, you know, the, the, they're turning, KFC food into a gourmet meal. Oh, um, so, oh yeah, you know, I forgot to mention that. Part. Yeah, you know, so really, <laughs> KFC head chef who's wow. finger licking good. <laughs> <laughs> the the amuse bouche is finger licking good. <laughs> let me tell you, yeah. um, you know, which the finger licking they had to move away from early in the pandemic. So we're we're back with the the core KFC mm-hmm. uh, brand elements. Um, you know, and I think it's just getting people, um, you know connecting with these brands and, and being part of culture. And this is, uh, you know, something they've, they've really done the quirky stuff over the last few years. And, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. this is really develop, you know, giving value beyond just the, the fire log you can get, but, you know, interesting, really you know, and they're competing against Taco Bell that does a lot of crazy yes. things, you know, so there's a lot of fun in this category and maybe that's what it's about. Chris, are you voting? It's a hit. I think it's a hit. <laughs> Oh, we have ladies and germs. We have a winner. Yeah, that's I think that's super interesting. I mean, I think to compete with these these irreverent brands, to your point, Barbara, like Taco Bell, who does doing pop up hotels and all kinds of this crazy stuff. I think it's interesting. The, the bigger question, though, Chris and Barbara, is what does this do? So if you're a fan of KFC, that probably you know, tweaks you a little bit. And that's great. And, and, you're, and that's awesome. But is this going to actually sell? Who's if you've never if you're sort of on the fence about KFC, is this going to be the difference between like creating a little bit of additional incremental interest, Barbara, that will then pop perhaps get you into the store and, and buying some of this stuff? What are your thoughts? Well, you know, I think that's an interesting point. I think and to Chris's point, it actually might because if you think who are the heavy users of this fast food, a lot of it is young people and young men or you know young women, but I think even more young men, mm-hmm. and they might just make their decision on stuff like this you know the mm-hmm. far less interesting criteria than used for decision making on what to eat so maybe uh interesting maybe that's it why not you know we're the tiktok generation now mm. for sure i had to say i think you know i think it's part of that that brand building you know we said taco bell the other qsrs the other you know they had the, the chicken sandwich wars the last couple of years right. um mm-hmm. you know i think anything incremental to stay in the conversation they might not have as much buzz as some of the other ones and might be able to talk about one of their competitors later, but, you know, they might not have as much buzz. So they kind of have to generate it, you know, whichever way they can. And, and for them, it's been going, 
going farther and farther out there. Interesting. I mean, I think for me, Barbara, the big question, what are your thoughts on this, Barbara and Chris? At what point, when will we know when we've jumped the shark on all this <laughs> stuff? When will we know? It's like, listen, it's time to like try to find something completely different because pop-up hotels and this and that, QSR codes and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's raising the bar on the crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. I think once you buy a fire log in the metaverse, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> Finger licking fire logs in the metaverse. Holy crap. Right. That's unbelievable. Well, brings up the holiday jingle, jingle spirit. So I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, Chris, you have a... Uh, an interesting hit or miss. What's what story do you want to talk about today? Sure thing. So this is a one that I, I believe started maybe as a, a miss, but as they've they've turned it into a hit. I'll mm. try to do this without spoiling anything, which is kind of. Cute. I don't Ooh. think that's possible. That's not possible. Okay. That is not possible. I, it's not possible. And I feel like you know it's streaming. It's been up there for a week. You got to be able to do it. Yep. So on the the new show and just like that, which is the Sex in the City reboot or sequel, um, in the the first episode they had a character. Um, take a ride on a Peloton bike uh, and died of a heart attack, killing off one of their major characters, a pretty big one. And, you know, Peloton jumped in pretty quickly. You know, there was some question, well, this is, they knew the the brand would be used, but they weren't sure how. Um, you know, the Times was wondering, would they be, you know, have grounds to sue over the representation of their brand? But but they pivoted pretty quickly. And over the weekend, they teamed with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Maximum Effort, his agency. And they did a spot kind of bringing, the, reviving that character um, toying with the idea of, of Peloton and how it actually is good for your heart and um, that that character might have had some other issues. Um, and when we when we published this morning, the video had th- 3 million views on Twitter. It's up to four right about now. Um, the so video, which is just the ad? Just the ad. Yeah. 3 million views instantly. That I mean, I think this is an incredible dialogue. You talk about something that's really hitting everybody's conversation and and the the show itself isn't even getting that great reviews but the conversation is up the wazoo i mean first of all they're all worried because kim Cantrell's not coming back and so the question was what were they going to do about samantha are they going to kill her off or not kill her off and they were all talking about we're not going to kill her off and then they go ahead and kill off another big character so that was generating a ton of conversation and the the chutzpah to kill off this character on a peloton my god that's inspired i think that was so funny oh and then for peloton to take it to get the joke and bring in ryan reynolds of course who was the one who last wasn't last year's the christmas ad where ryan reynolds played on the peloton ad there so like the conversation has got so many ups and downs it's like it's i think it's tremendously great and it's so good i wonder how much of it was thought of in advance maybe they were all in cahoots together yeah i mean i think this is super fascinating and intriguing to me because i think it was a little bit of because when i first saw the response to a a fictional television show and fictional characters uh and peloton really leaning in on almost an educational kind of response well let me explain to you why actually being on the peloton is good for your heart and it's probably mr big's lifestyle that led to his demise that was that's that's totally the the wrong tone and to chris's point to pivot with maximum effort to this thing that's a little bit more okay let's have some fun with it let's play around with it it's super interesting but i will say this barbara and this is just facts when you look at the data on Peloton, 
um, you know, obviously, you know, kind of coming in as uh, this amazing sort of uh, concept, right? You take the internet, you take exercise bikes, you take very popular fitness trainers, put it all together. Peloton didn't invent any of those things, but they put it together, create a community. Boom, you've got this instant kind of identity thing happening. But when you fast forward to the pandemic where things were amplified, and that's awesome. Now everybody's riding the bikes. When you look at the last three quarters, the logged number of workouts has been dropping precipitously for right. Peloton, actually. They're in trouble. And, yeah. you know, relatedly, the, I was looking at the stock price down 75% this year and lost 11% the immediate time period after the, uh, the, the episode of the reboot. So they're in big trouble here from a financial perspective. But, Although you know, we love not- the marketing, you know, I'm saying, is this really going to help turn a company around? What are your thoughts, Barbara? Yeah, you know, it's not it's not just Peloton. I've been looking at the numbers, too. And Lulu has been uh, posting great numbers on their on their apparel, mostly in their men's division, actually. But they acquired Mirror, which, as you know, is a similar kind of connected fitness. And that's not doing as well as they had projected and hoped it would. It, it seems that even with Omicron out there, people are returning to the gym. And so it is interesting. So that's a that's a really interesting question you're posing can something like this you know up the marketing up the conversation to get back some of that lost share mm-hmm. i don't know chris you're you're covering this topic all the time what do you think about it yeah that's like when you say you know 75% and you know as we've seen the the kind of the pandemic spurred behaviors maybe change go back to some pre-pandemic normals that's a tough one for any ad but you know i think they they did the right thing here by continuing that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're saying, Marcus, don't, you know, come out with something serious and say, well, actually, you know, they played into it. Ryan Reynolds is everywhere in culture. Yes. Um, you know, he's yes. got the the most watched Netflix movie. Uh, yes. I don't know anyone who's watched it, but he's. he's out there. <laughs> um, but he, yeah. you know, he really, they, they, they have the tone, right. They, they're back in the conversation, you know, as Barbara's just saying, they had the, the Peloton woman, you know, a couple, uh, you know, years ago. And and he also, you know, riffed on that. You know, mm-hmm. they've been their marketing is is often responsive because it's, you know, it, it something hits the uh, the zeitgeist, maybe the, at a weird yes. angle for them. But I yes. think anything they yes. can do is stay in the conversation and remind people that they're, you know, well, they're you not know, just that- a thing the pandemic. That's an interesting point. Their timing and their uh, yes. their pace is not great. I mean, when the when their treadmill killed a baby, like they were not good about responding right. no. to that. Right, you right. Know? So That's they, exactly right. They actually don't have a tremendously great his, uh, history of That's not right. being tone deaf. So That's I right. wonder if this is you know them turning a corner, or maybe it's continuing on their trajectory of missing the point. Correct. Here's something interesting though, as well, Barbara and Chris, and that is that I, apparently, is my understanding, I've been reading. That uh, Maximum Effort, uh, which is Reynolds' agency, I guess he sold this agency uh, quite recently, uh, is officially partnering now with Peloton, which is interesting. And what something that's interesting as well, Barbara, which I was reading about today, is that he's his his the, the creative agency is trying a new product where they will work with companies, brands, organizations, services on subscription for the creative content. So you sign up and you subscribe and you have an ongoing relationship. Perhaps this is the reason why they can potentially be so reactive quickly. Uh, But they're, they're trying to lean in on this almost a subscription SaaS model software as a subscription model, uh, which is quite different. So, I mean, Ryan Ryan Reynolds is like breaking the whole mold, the paradigmatic uh, model, the mental model of creative and how it works in the business side of marketing, et cetera. What are your thoughts on that? 
I agree. I think what's who's the big winner in this whole thing is Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> he's uh, he's just really clever. He's really funny. The way he came in on that commercial is funny. He's now, you know, he's willing to break the mold. I think he announced he's not going to do movies for a little while. He's going to lean into something else. He's he's just a, a really good guy. Uh so that's interesting. Well, Chris, that's our hit and miss section. That's great uh, for bringing that along. Let me reintroduce sure. you. I'm Barbara Kahn, along with Maricus Reed, our co-host. This is Marketing Matters. Today, we're joined by Chris Kelly, who's a reporter for Marketing Dive. And the good news about bringing a reporter uh, on our show is that he's written tons of articles that we can talk about. And one of the ones I was hoping we could kind of talk about is that he recently wrote an article about the nine campaigns that struck a chord in 2021. Given this is our holiday show, it seems like it's a good idea to do some kind of countdown on the nine on the best campaigns and the ones that he and some of his colleagues at Marketing Dive deemed the best ones or the ones that struck a chord. I guess uh, there were nine. Let me just tell you which ones they are. It's the Coke. Um, which we've talked about that campaign, the Coke that gave the gift of cameo messages from Santa. That was one. Another one he talked about is Wendy's that kept it experientially weird with Rick and Morty. Another one he mentioned, they mentioned on this list was Pepsi and their uh, Pepsi restaurant. We mentioned that one also a while ago when we had our Pepsi guy on. Um, Crown Royal experiments with hybrid worlds. And then Chipotle enters the metaverse with authenticity. Uh, Tide avoids greenwashing with turn to cold efforts. And Burger King's NFT entry. Is that it? Oh, no. Starburst jumps on the little ads. TikTok's resurgence. Is that? Oh, and Popeye's. Uh, perfect partner in Megan Three Stallion. I think that's the last one. Yeah. So what's interesting about all of these, and Chris, let me... I'm going to speculate and then you tell me is they're all really big brands doing things that are 21st century. You know, they're doing like tech things or interesting changes. They're none of them are traditional advertising or traditional marketing. Was that part of what made you put these things on the list? Yeah, I think for sure. You know, we've um, a lot of our focus is how, you know, digital just has disrupted marketing. And in so many ways, you know, it's just beyond the, just the traditional 30 second ads. And so these brands were really, um, you know, looking to engage with culture the way that, you know, a 30 second ad, you know, used to kind of capture the imagination, but now doing it on these new platforms, um, whether it's TikTok, whether it's with the metaverse. Um, and, you know, we see a lot, you know, there's obviously this Coke and the Pepsis, but a lot of QSRs kind of returning to the, the kind of sparring that they did previously, really trying to differentiate themselves, kind of like we were talking earlier, um, you know, with KFC, just trying to be part of the cultural conversation um, and, and being where our consumers are. Yeah, so let's talk about a few of them a little bit. Let's look at the one with the metaverse. Which one was that? That that's, was... That's Chipotle. Yeah, tell us right. a little bit about that one. So, so Chipotle, um, every Halloween they do the burrito, um, where you wear the costume and get a free burrito. Uh, this year they, they did it virtually and in the, the kind of the metaverse gaming platform, Roblox, um, ah. which I only know because my, you know, 12 year old nephew is obsessed with it, but yep. it's, mm -hmm. it's huge. And it's, there's a lot of brands kind of looking to establish a foothold on this, this virtual, uh, land. Um, so they actually, they had a, a virtual corn maze. You could do different skins for the characters and they, they did their, they gave away a million dollars worth of burritos through it. Um, oh, wow. you know, it actually, it, it timed, unfortunately for them with an, there was an outage on Roblox, which they had to get ahead of that. It wasn't the interest 
in the in their promotion that kind of crashed the server. It was a separate mm. thing, but mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. continued it, and they've they've done a lot. They've continued that with Roblox. They do some. They've done some other things around gaming. It's another space they they play in a lot. Um, you know, and this is just an example of taping, especially as maybe people aren't doing as much in uh, on-premise dining. Um, there's not as many opportunities to do the the burrito costume. So this is a way to kind of uh, engage with with folks at home or on mobile. Yeah, this is something I'm I'm thinking we're going to see a lot more of this really integrating with the gaming community and understanding how to use that going forward. Mm. Um, I think that's really I mean, it's part of the idea of the metaverse, but combining the metaverse with the gaming aspect of it, the experiential fun part of it. I do think that's where marketing is going in the future. America's you got a take on this one? Yeah, hot take actually. I think it, you're 100% correct, Barbara. I think that the, the the winners will be those who take a true authentic understanding of their brand and they live out that brand in unique ways in these different environments. And so it's not just enough to say, well here we are, you know, in Roblox or Minecraft or whatever the hot platform is at the time, but it's really an understanding of trying to create what I would almost call like transmedia, where it's a story going on that you're following and it just happens, you know, part of it might live in the metaverse, another part might live on a YouTube channel, another part might live on various different elements, but it's that it's got to be this 360 thing, 360 degree thing, almost like, you know, how Marvel comics does it when they put out the Batman movie and then, then there's the comic book, then there's the game and there's all these different elements that continue various aspects of the story. But in this case, the story being something interesting and compelling about what the brand is all about. And so I think those that can really do that, and maybe this is where this, this is where the brand marketer from a creative perspective, Barbara and Chris become, you know, maybe screenwriters, maybe, maybe you got to hire people, crazy. right. Who are much more talented at actually telling stories than just average marketers. What are your thoughts? That's exactly what I was thinking when you were talking. It's like you were describing all these things that it takes to be a good marketer today. That's a lot of skills. You know, it's a lot of creativity. It's a lot of understanding. Um, you know, there's so the, the, the hurdles for being a good marketer and getting higher and higher. One, you really have to understand analytics. You got to understand the data. But then you're talking about going into all of these different worlds and coming up not with just a 15 second television ad anymore, but an incredibly complex uh, marketing experience that you're linking your brand to in an authentic way. I mean, it starts getting crazy. What are your thoughts about that, Chris? Have you seen that kind of elevation of anticipation for marketing um, campaigns? Yeah. You know, I think we see it a lot from, you know, the, the CMO churn and, and throughout the whole, you know, ad world where you really, like you said, you have to, you're combining the data driven things we know about marketing, but, but having to up the creative um, to engage with consumers who, who are, are cynical. Um, they don't, they say they don't like ads. They like these experiences. And when you're, you know, activating in a new platform, whether it's TikTok or Roblox or what you have to be, you know, so in tune, with a, a, such quickly moving standards, you know, I made you know kind of joke about my twelve year enough, but you really do need people who are who are on those platforms and spending the time, so it doesn't come across as an ad because that gets uh, you know turned away from so quickly. Um, yeah, so I think just the 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 stakes are just higher and higher, and, and that's why these campaigns, you know, we saw just really that focusing on that authenticity was was so key throughout all these. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. So where can our listeners go to keep up with you and your colleagues at Marketing Dive? So the best way is marketingdive.com. Sign up for the newsletters. We'll be in your inbox every day. Uh, also, uh, weekly newsletters about agencies and the mobile space. Thanks Excellent. a lot. 
We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about holiday marketing at Lexus. This is Marketing Matters Business Radio, Sirius XM 132.